What's up, guys? Welcome to the episode 11 of the Sports Show with Ben and Dylan. We are here um, with a very, very special episode. We are here to bring you guys our full NBA predictions. We have a special guest today. We will bring him in in just a few minutes. But first, you guys know, as always, we need to start with other sports news. Yeah, um, today is a pretty notable other sports news segment, or, or not just notable, but eventful. Um, so we will start with um, the MLB season that started off on Thursday. Uh, we do not have much to say except for the fact that it has been uh, somewhat of an interesting start and that the Mets are not very good. Um, anyway, we will be doing a full update on the full league and season um, on Wednesday. Yeah, so uh, make sure to tune into that episode. Um, in other news, Jamal Adams was, in fact, uh, traded to the Seahawks w- with a fourth-round pick in exchange for two first-round picks and a third-round pick. Um, we had reported a couple of weeks ago that he had demanded a trade, and he um, has finally gotten that trade, so he will be a Seahawk this year. Uh, yeah, this is interesting. Now, I think the time you knew he was he had to go was when he uh, kind of came out and said that his coach, um, Adam Gase, was not exactly the right fit for the team. I mean, you at that point kind of had to pick from from the coach or the player, and usually it would you would pick the coach. So, um, yeah, they traded Jamal Adams. I like this fit, and I think the Seahawks probably won this trade. Yeah, I would agree, especially because you know you're in a scenario if you're. The Jets here, where um, you have a guy who's demanding a trade, um, I would, I mean, it's not for certain, but I would almost expect him not to play this year um, if uh, we do, in fact, have football if he did not get traded. So I think that, you know, getting two first-round picks, a 2020, or a 2021, rather, and a 2022 first-round pick, I think that is great value for the Jets, a team that is in full rebuild mode. Yeah, um... Adams, although a very good player, um, was going to help them contend. So I think this is good for the Jets as well. As as you never know, maybe those Seahawks picks could end up being good ones. Yeah. All right, so we can move on here to our next piece of news. Mookie, Mets, Mookie Betts uh, got the bag, um, signing a 10-year, $365 million contract extension with the Dodgers. So the Dodgers have, in fact, locked him up. Yeah, I mean, this is more of a, or this is more of the same of what we've been seeing with sports contracts. I mean, last year, uh, we saw uh, Mike Trout and Bryce Harper get huge uh, 10 and, and uh, I think, 13-year deals with their respective teams. And um, and then, obviously, Patrick Mahomes a few weeks ago with the Chiefs getting uh, the biggest contract in the history of sports. I think this is just another one of which, um, especially for star athletes, will uh, become a pretty common trend in the distant future. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, <laughs> Dylan, you can give our next piece of news here. Uh, yeah, not um, er, an interesting one here that I did not necessarily expect. Uh, the Knicks are finalizing a deal with uh, Tom Thibodeau, former Bulls, T-Wolves coach, um, to be their head coach for the next five years. Now, um, to be honest, there's no way he's making it through five years with the Knicks. Yeah, I, I would um, agree. Unless he can really turn this around or this team around, um, I would agree. I don't think he ends up uh, staying that full five years. 
but it will be interesting to see um, the Knicks have kind of just uh, cycled through a bunch of head coaches over the course of the last few years. Um, but anyway, we can move on here to other NBA news where Pacers um, star Demontis Sabonis has a quote-unquote serious foot injury and has left the Orlando bubble to see a specialist. His status for this year is, in fact, in doubt. Um, so, um, you know, you have um, Victor Oladipo is up in the air um, whether or not he will play. Uh, he, now he's playing. he played in a scrimmage yesterday. Yeah, well, so he originally announced that he wasn't playing, but then obviously he played in in the scrimmage yesterday. Um, so we will see what he ends up doing. But um, with Sabonis now probably likely out, maybe I'm not entirely sure. Um, so we will see what ends up happening with the Pacers this restart. Uh yeah. Uh, in other news, the Blue Jays um, have finally found a place to play and will be playing in Buffalo, um, New York, after being denied by places such as Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh. Um, they'll host their first game on July 31st. Yeah, so um, that um, I've, they obviously found a place to play after, again, being denied to play at PNC Park and were basically unable to play in Tampa Bay because of the coronavirus outbreak happening right now in Florida. So, um, yeah, I mean, when we uh, reported it originally, we did say that uh, the concern with playing in Buffalo was that the the facilities were too small to do enough social distancing. So maybe they have extra guidelines in place. We will see what ends up happening there. Uh, July 31st will be the first home game for them. Um, in other MLB news, uh, the MLB and the MLBPA agreed to a deal just before opening day to expand the playoffs for this sh- shortened 60-game season to 16 teams um, throughout the league. So eight in each um in the in both the NL and the AL, um, instead of the normal ten total and five in each league. So, um, yeah. And the final piece of MLB news in a busy MLB news day: uh, a total of eleven Marlins players have tested positive for the coronavirus. The MLB has canceled uh, the their game tonight against the Orioles and uh, the Phillies versus Yankees game. Uh, tonight because the um, because the Marlins played the Phillies this weekend, so um, it, it is poten- there is a potential that um, that they could um, have it as well. So they are being tested. The Marlins are currently quarantining. Um, they have delayed their trip home to Tampa Bay. Um, yeah, and finally, um, the NFL and the NFLPA have officially agreed to an adjusted CBA for this year. So football is, quote-unquote, officially good to go this year. I mean, we never know what can happen in a, uh, like a two-month span. But um, hopefully we, they can make a deal and we can have uh, NFL this year. Yeah. All right. So um, that just about wraps this other sports news segment up. We will be back with our special guest in just a few in just a few moments. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hi, this is Jenny Vecarelli from the Closet Pack Rat. Have you spent the last several months of this pandemic sitting inside your home, looking at all the things that you and your family just don't use anymore, but wondering what you should do with them? Call me over. I can help you purge, organize the stuff you keep, and then style your new space so that you love it. 
Check us out on Instagram and Facebook at The Closet Pock Rat. Back. We are here with our special guest, Brandon Alt. Hey, what's up, guys? Great to be here on your show. Yeah, we are excited to have you here, Brandon. We will be doing our full NBA predictions, full uh, seating for the team, or full seating games, predictions, full records, full standings, full awards, full everything, playoff predictions. We've got it all covered for you here today. Yeah, I think this is going to be a fun episode. Now, I think one thing that you'll see, especially with my predictions, but I think all the predictions in general, um, we will have some bold ones. As I mean, this these guys have not played um, competitive, competitive basketball in uh, like four months. So I have some of my predictions are bound to get a bit crazy. Yeah, yeah no question about that, Dylan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we can for predictions. Hey, go ahead, Ben. Yeah, all right, so we can get into um, this episode here. Um, I will start off with, uh, we will start off in the West. We will go uh, 13 to 1. Um, I will start off with my number 13 team, and that would be the Phoenix Suns. They haven't looked too strong all year, and I don't see them coming back much stronger um, after the restart. Uh, I have them going 1 and 7 in the seeding games with a final record of 27 and 43. Uh, yeah, I have them going a record of two and six, uh, going uh, 28 and 45. I have the Suns in 13 as well as I think the Suns um, ha- have kind of distanced themselves as the clear worst team in the West that uh, is going to the bubble. So I think the Suns uh, stay there in last place in the Western Conference. What about you, Brandon? Um, I have them going 0 and 8. I just don't see them winning here. I don't think they're very good at all. Oh, yeah. Um, final record of 26 and 47. Yeah, all right. So we all have the Suns here in uh, the last place in the Western Conference. We can move on here to the 12th and second worst place in the West Conference. Um, at number 12, I have. Um, the San Antonio Spurs, I have them going three and five in their eight seeding games um, and finishing um, half a game worse than um, my next team. But anyway, the, uh, the final record for me with the Spurs is 30 and 41. Um, yeah, for me, I think I have one that many people would not expect. I have the Portland Trailblazers. Um, I do not like the Trailblazers at all this year. I mean, going from um, – Going from the Western Conference Finals to basically outside looking in of the Western Conference playoffs. Now, I think a lot of people have them as the favorites along with the Pelicans to overtake the Grizzlies for the 18, but I just don't see them um, doing it, going 2-6, and six, uh, finishing 31-43. and 43. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, I think, as you mentioned, Dylan, a lot of people have them grabbing that eight seed in the West, but, you know, as – we will probably mention throughout this um, episode here, you know, these guys have, have not played um, competitive basketball in quite a while, so anything can happen. Yeah. Um, so uh, we can go to – oh, yeah, who do you have? Yeah, I got um, I got the Spurs going 3-5, and five, finishing 30-41, and 41. same with them. Uh, yeah, okay, we can move to the 11th seed now just to spoil my 11th seed. I have the Spurs um, going 3-5 and five as well, finishing uh, with a 30-41 and 41 record. 
Yeah, um, I'd like that. Um, I have the Kings here in this 12th, uh, or in this 11th spot, rather. Um, I have them going three and six in their seeding game, or sorry, uh, two and six in their seeding games and finishing with a final record of 30 and yes, 42. Just to um, talk about that, I actually think uh, the Kings are going to have a bunch of success here, even um, contending for a playoff spot, maybe even getting a playoff spot. Uh, you guys will see. Uh, I think the Kings were one of the hotter teams in the Western Conference when the season shut down, and I think they will continue that even though you do not agree. Uh, who do you have, Brandon? I have them going 2-6 and six and finishing at 30-42, and 42, but I do think that they are a pretty good team. I just I didn't really like their matchup. Okay. Okay, we can move on to our 10 seeds. Um, uh, Brandon, would you like to start us off? Sure. I got the Blazers going 4-4 four and four with a final record of 34-40. and 40. I love Dame, but um, I just didn't have them there. I had them finishing like half a game behind the Grizzlies for um, being able to play in that playing game to try to get into the playoffs. Okay, what about you, Ben? Yeah, um, in my uh, number 10 seed here, I have the uh, the Grizzlies uh, going two and six um, in their seeding games, finishing with a final record of uh, 39 or 34. Yeah, in 10th place for me, I actually have the New Orleans Pelicans going three and five in their seeding games, finishing the 31 and 41 record, meaning uh, the Kings and the Grizzlies will battle for the play-in game for me. What do you guys have um, for, for the nine seed? Yeah, at my nine seed here, I have the New Orleans Pelicans going uh, five and three in their seeding games, finishing with a final record of 34 and 39, tying the Grizzlies. Um, but So they just barely miss out um, on a playing game with the Blazers. Yeah, uh, for me, I have nine seeded the Sacramento Kings, and I have the Kings going five and three. Like I've already pointed out, I think um, they continue the success they were having before the season um, got suspended. De'Aaron Fox plays out of his mind with some nice uh, supporting cast around him, and they grab the nine seed playing the Grizzlies in the play in, a, in the playing game. I have the Grizzlies going two and six, but that's because of they have they're another team that has a very tough schedule. I mean, look at their last three games; they're against Toronto, Boston, and Milwaukee. I mean, doesn't get much tougher than that. Yeah, I would um, agree with that. Um, I think I would probably have them losing those last three games and just have them going a little bit um, better in the games before that. But we can move on here to um, our playoff time. Um, we will start with the eight seed in the West. Uh, Dylan, you can start. Yeah, so I actually have the eight seed being um, the – Memphis Grizzlies, although I only have them doing two six, two and going two and six, um, because of poor performance from other teams, um, besides the Kings, I think they still grabbed the eight seed at a thirty-four and thirty-nine record. Yeah, I got the Pelicans going six and two. I mean, I think they're a very good team. I think they have a lot of firepower on their roster, and they have one of the best. Um, rosters in the bubble. I think 
I think it was Bleacher Report ranked them as the number one roster roster in the bubble. I don't agree with that, but I do think they have a very good roster. Okay. Uh, what about you, Ben? Yeah, at my eight seed here, I have the Portland Trailblazers going six and two in their seeding games, finishing with a final record of thirty-five and thirty-nine. So they just barely sneak away from the Pelicans and the Grizzlies, um, not um, forcing a playoff game. But I know both of you guys have a playoff game, so let's hear those or playing game. So let's hear those. Okay. Um. So in our Western Conference play, or in my Western. Uh, conference play in game. I have the 18 Grizzlies versus 19 Kings. Now, the Kings would have to win two games for the Grizzlies win any two um, to move on. And I think the fact that these teams are both um, slightly inexperienced or, or very inexperienced uh, as these teams um, have not made or the core of these teams have not made any playoff um, appearances yet. But I think De'Aaron Fox just slightly outlasts um, John Morant in two close games, making um, room for the Kings to be Western Conference playoffs, being being somewhat of a, a Cinderella story, making it uh, from the 11th seed all the way into the playoffs. Yeah, I have the 9-seeded Grizzlies up against the 8-seeded Pelicans. I think this will only last one game, and the Pelicans will make it into the Okay. Uh, so we both have. Uh, so we have as our eight seeds, or I mean, for me, kind of the nine seed, the Pelicans, the Kings, uh, the Blazers, all grabbing eight seeded spots. Uh, now we can move on to our seven seeds. Uh, ben, would you like to start us off? Yes. Yeah, so um, here at the seven seed, I think it um, it stays the same as it is right now, um, and that would be. The Dallas Mavericks, I have them going 4-4 four and four in their seeding games, um, finishing with a final record of 44-31. and 31. Um, They finish with more losses than my sixth seed, so that's why they get the seventh. Yeah, I have um, them going 2-6, and six, uh, going 42-33, and 33, um, grabbing the seventh seed as well. But I didn't catch you there. Who did you have the Mavericks? All right. I think I have a feeling you guys are going to disagree with this one, but I have the Jazz with the record of 2 and 6, going 43 and 29. Okay, so I actually don't think that that is that far I, off. I have the Jazz um, going 3 and 5 in their seeding games, finishing with a final record of 44 and uh, 28. I have them as my sixth seed. So, I mean, as I mentioned, if it wasn't for those three more losses with the Mavs, um, I, I would have the Jazz in that spot, but no, I don't think. That's yeah, I actually too far agree. Off, right? I have them doing the same thing, being the sixth seed. Now, I think the one problem I see with the Jazz, I think, um, might hold them back of uh, this, uh, this bubble, this playoffs, uh, seeding games is the fact that uh, the team chemistry on their roster is not exactly um at its highest at its highest point as um especially once players started getting the virus, um, the rivalry or the now rivalry between Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell is still end. Um, and it's not looking great in the Utah organization, but I think they're still a talented enough team to make the playoffs and grab a six seed. Uh, Brandon, who do you have as your six seed? Um, I have the Thunder as my six seed going three and five. 
Um, I'm, I, I've been very surprised so far about how well they've done this season. I thought when they lost um, Paul George and Russell Westbrook that they were just going to um, – I don't even think they were going to make the playoffs this year, but they've – Chris Paul has been really – has done really well this year, and um, guys have just stepped up for them. Shea Gilgis Alexander, Terrence Ferguson, um, you name yeah. them. They're just, I, they've been very good. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we can move on to the five seed. I have uh, the already discussed Oklahoma City Thunder there. I think um, my, my problem with Thunder is the fact that they're just not as talented as other rosters in the bubble, especially. Western Conference, but they did come in or they did finish the season before it got suspended at um as probably the hottest team in the league, going thirty four and thirteen um after Thanksgiving. Chris Paul has had a a not an MVP like season, but a somewhat dark horse MVP contender. Not that he's going to win it, but if there had to be a dark horse, maybe it's Chris Paul. Um, I think Chris Paul has had a great season. Alexander had a fringe all-star season, um, and their supporting cast has been great as well. So I think the Thunder grabbed the five seed going, um, going six and two in seeding games, going 46 and 26. Yeah, can I add something on the Thunder? As well, um, I have them going five and three in their seeding games, finishing with a final record of 45 and 27. Dylan, I would 100% agree with you um, on the Dark Horse MVP candidate for um, Chris Paul. I think, you know, he's obviously not going to win it, but I think, you know, when you speak in terms of who has been the most valuable to their team, um, I think Chris Paul is for sure up there. I mean, when you talk about the MVP, it more turns into um, the, you know, who's the best player in the league. Um, that season, and that's often what the award turns into. But if you talk about who has truly been the most valuable to that team, if you take Chris Paul off that, um, off that, I don't think they're anywhere near yeah. the playoffs. Yeah, Ben, I was literally just about to say the same thing about um, with um, how the MVP um, is like based on stats. But if you were to like say who's been the most valuable to their team, Chris Paul would definitely definitely be up there. So, yeah, Brandon, um, we already shared both of our five seeds. Who do you have in the number five seed in the West? I have the Mavs going four and four with a record of forty-four and thirty-one. Um, I love Luca. I mean, he's an MVP candidate this year. He won't win, but um, definitely um, in the upcoming years, he can definitely win them. Yeah, I- and I and um. I think um, they have a great supporting cast around him to shooters and um, Chris Stops too, down low. He's another shooter, and he can work in the paint. Yeah, though. I think if we go back to – now, don't quote me on the date, but I'm pretty sure it was definitely around this time, June 10th. Um, it was um, – Ben uh, did what was ended up being the uh, final episode of the DW podcast um, – 
if you guys remember that podcast. I'm kidding. You probably do. Um. Anyway, I had the Mavericks finishing as the seven seed, but making a huge run into the conference finals where they lose uh, to the Lakers. I do not have the same thing happening as um. I, I've been higher and lower on, on teams, and I do not have the Mavs making the same crazy run. But I think the Mavericks are definitely um, – are the are a dark horse contender to make uh, the conference finals in the Western Conference? Uh, we can. Yeah, I think the toughest part about that is you know, let's say they do get the seventh seed, like I have them, then they probably have to um, face uh, one of the Lakers or the Clippers, most likely the Clippers, in the first round. Um, and I think getting over that hump would be the hardest point. Of- uh, point of that, but I definitely think that if they get past someone like the Clippers, that they could definitely be bound to. to yeah, we can move on to our number four seeds. Yeah, so I will start things off here. Um, at the number four seed, I have the Houston Rockets. Um, they have, uh, the, I have them going six and two in their eight seeding games and finishing with a final record of 46 and 26. I think if the uh, Rockets can pull it together um, with obviously Russell Westbrook testing positive for the coronavirus. Um, so he has not been with the team for a little bit, but he is at James Harden. Um, his arrival at the bubble was after the lead. But I think if they can get uh, the team chemistry, or I, I actually don't think the team chemistry is a big problem when you're talking about the Rockets because they do play so ISO, ISO ball with, with James Harden and Russell Westbrook and and some of their shooters. Uh, but I think if they can just get all on the same page, um, then I do definitely think that they can. Yeah, another proceed. thing that will definitely help, the, or, or maybe not help, or, or help or hurt the Rockets, um, we'll see is, is all the small ball lineup um, with P.J. Tucker at the center. I mean, it's interesting. It was working at least somewhat uh, before the season got suspended. I mean, they were kind of at their best with uh, Westbrook and Harden. Um, they were kind of balling out before the season uh, got suspended. I think the Rockets could have a very uh, successful run um, in the bubble. But for my four seed, I have the Denver Nuggets, meaning the Houston Rockets, um, move into the top three. The Nuggets I have going four and four, finishing with a 47-26 and 26 record. Now, the Nuggets have been um, one of the more interesting teams of this quarantine, as we saw them trotting out a preseason um lineup of Nikola Jokic at the point guard, Jeremy Grant at the shooting guard, Bobo small forward, and then uh, Paul Millsap power forward, and Mason Plumlee center. Now, they won't actually do that, but it's still interesting nonetheless. Um, but we can move on to Brandon's four seed. Brandon, who do you have grabbing the four seed? Um, I've got the Nuggets to Dell, and same with you. I have the Rockets going to the top three. But um yeah, I have them going four and four with the final record of forty seven and twenty six. I mean, I'm very interested to see Jokic at the point. I he did have like what was it, four turnovers though in their first scrimmage. Um I didn't see how their second went, but yeah, I I'm interested to see Bull Ball and Jokic play together. Yeah, I actually agree. I think if I not that I would, but I feel like if I had to um, not root for another team, that wouldn't be the Sixers, but kind of like 
uh, spectate, and, and I kind of want to see the Nuggets succeed with this um, potentially big man lineup, or at least with Bobo playing, because Bobo has um, now turned into one of the bigger memes in the NBA, and, and don't we all root for memes? Um, anyway, we can move on to the three seed. Ben, what about you? Yeah, so I I will start things off at the three seed. I have the um, the Nuggets. You guys were um, obviously just talking about them for a while. Um, I have them going uh, five and three in their seeding games and finishing with one uh, less um, loss than um, than the Rockets. So that's the reason that they grab the three seed there. Um, so yeah, the Rockets here, uh, or sorry, the the. Nuggets are my three. Seed. Yeah, uh, for me, I have the three seed being the Houston Rockets. Now I have the Rockets um, going seven and one, uh, going forty-seven and twenty-five. I think the small ball lineup um, is going to work. Now I think what one in, one uh, matchup that would be really fun to watch. I feel like could be a potential Rockets Nuggets matchup at some point in the playoffs. I do not necessarily see it happening. Um, uh, uh, judged by my seeds, but you never know. I think the small ball versus um, a, a very big man heavy team would be a very interesting matchup to see. But anyway, um, Brandon, you can talk about your three seed. Yeah, I've got the Rockets too in the three seed going six and two. Um, well, we just talked about them, but I, well, I'm looking at their schedule right now. They, they, their schedule is, like, pretty challenging, but I think – well, I'm just looking at it. That they have Dallas first. I think that's a win. The Milwaukee, so that's a loss. Portland win. The Lakers, Um, I have them actually won- beating the Lakers in that, then beating Sacramento, and, yeah, so on after that. But, yeah. you know. Yeah, that, um, we can move on here to everybody's – Two seed, uh, Dylan. You can yeah, I bet uh, we all have seen two seed. So if we want to just and one seed, if we just want to gra- uh, talk about this as a group, I assume we all have the two seed being the Clippers and the one seed the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have that. Um, I have the Clippers going um, seven and one in seeding games, finishing with a final record of fifty-one and twenty-one. I think if the Clippers can pull their acts together. Um, you have Lou Williams obviously got into some trouble um, after he left the bubble this week. Montrez Harrell is out of the bubble. Patrick Beverly is out of the bubble. Landry Shamit has tested positive for the coronavirus. Um, so a lot of moving pieces here for the Clippers. If they can pull it all together, I definitely think that they can make a deep playoff run. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we can move on to um... – Yeah, can I talk about the Clippers Yes. All right, so I have them going seven to one too. Um, I think they're gonna make a a really deep playoff run. I love them, but if they can get their acts together, they're definitely a finals contender. If not, I mean, I don't know. They could even be a second, first, second round exit. But. Yeah, I think the Clippers right now, um, and the Lakers are the two uh, contenders to win the finals. If they can get everything together, meaning the Clippers with their players leaving the bubble or, or testing positive for the virus, and then the Lakers with all the injuries and players sitting out with the new pieces such as like J.R. Smith and Dion Waiters, um, if they can all. Uh, kind of bond and, and play well. I think those are really the two uh, best contenders in the league. Anyway, um, that is it for the Here, um, So my yeah. thing with the Lakers, though, 
is their um their backcourt though. They have Avery Bla- Avery Bradley and Rajon Rondo who are not gonna be with them and me in um, Orlando. So I mean I do like the J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters, but I don't think they're Oh yeah, I mean just to, just to point out they've the goat starting at point guard. Now one of uh, me and Ben's biggest jokes on any podcast we do is talking about Alex Caruso. Um I think I, I did I'm not like some mind reader, but in um back in June uh, before we knew Bradley was sitting out and before we knew Rondo was hurt, I said maybe um, something will happen and uh, Alex Caruso will either get significant minutes at point guard or um, maybe he can start now. Uh, we are we are coming into the season, and, and that's probably going to be the case um, with Alex Caruso starting at point guard for the Lakers. I just thought that was funny that I kind of uh, predicted that. But anyway, we can move on to our Eastern Conference standings. Here, I'll yes. start it off here. Um, so I've got the – here, wait, let me pull it up. Here, Ben, you can go while I pull it up. Yeah, so um, as far as the East, we will go 9-1 to one, just like we went um, – or we went 13-1 to one with the West. But here uh, we can start things off to 9 seed. I'm pretty sure we all have the same 9 seed here, um, and that would be – uh, yeah, the I, I, the Wizards actually going four and four, getting a twenty-eight and forty-four record. Now the Wizards um, are probably uh, either first or second with the Nets in terms of most uh, depleted roster in the bubble. But I think the Wizard or team will overlook the Wizards who have um, with some like shooters, Rui Hachimari. You never know, and win um, some games going four and four, actually forcing a play in game with whoever the eighth seed may be. Yeah, I've got the Wizards going 1-7, but the reason for that is Bradley Beal's not going to be with the team, and I just don't see how they can win four games um, without him. Yeah, I, I actually don't think yeah, the Wizards' I've offense heard. is going to be a problem, as they, as they score a lot of points. Um, Their defense is my biggest and, and basically my only huge gripe um about them, but I think maybe they can get their act together and win four games and, and force a playing game. Uh, what do you have, Ben? Yeah, yeah, I have the Wizards going two and six in their seeding games, uh, finishing with a final record of twenty six and forty six. Um, I I think that maybe there is a scenario where they do maybe make a push for that um, eight seed and force a playing game. I don't have it in my predictions, but I do think that it is something that could potentially end up happening. Uh, yeah, we can move on to um, our eight seeds. Uh, for my eight seed, I had the team that, in my opinion, probably lost the most uh, this season. Obviously, Kevin Durant sat out. Kyrie Irving got hurt. Not sat out, but was hurt. Uh, Kyrie was hurt. And now, um, who was kind of their star this season, Spencer Dinwiddie, um, is not playing in the bubble. Uh, so they're going to be led by Karis LeVert. Now, can Karis LeVert get it done? Probably not, but he's not. They're they're good. They're fine enough. Um, in terms of like ranking as they are right now, to uh to hold the eight seed, even if they go one and seven, which I have them doing. Um, but so finishing with a thirty-one and forty-one record. Um, and now having a playoff game, play-in game with the Wizards. Yeah, I have the Nets as well at my eight seed. I have the Nets going. Two and six in their seeding games. Um, as you mentioned, obviously they are just about depleted. I have them finishing with a final record 
of 32 and 40 and hanging on to that eight seed, no playing game necessary. I've got the Magic as my eight seed, and the reason is, um, I'll just talk about the Nets why I don't have them as my eight seed, but um, I'm actually very high on Karis Levert. I think he's a great player, and I do think he can get it done. Um, but I don't see the Nets going. And really anywhere in the playoffs. So, but I'll talk about the Magic now. I'm just not very high on anyone on their team. I mean, they will make the playoffs. I think they'll lose in the first round. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I the the Magic and the Nets and the Wizards are basically all shoe ins to get bounced in the first round by um uh by the East best teams. So anyway, we can move on to the seven seed. Um, I have the Magic. Ben probably has the Magic, and you have the Nets, um, as those are really the only candidates for the seven seed. Um, the Magic, I think, are not necessarily better than the Nets with a um, healthy, and not by healthy, I don't mean with Durant, Kyrie, they're obviously better, but I mean, even with uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, but I think the Magic can win some games, um, as the Magic did somewhat challenge the Raptors. Maybe they can uh, challenge some contenders again. Um, I have them going 3-5, and five, grabbing a 33-40 and 40 record, and obviously the 7 seed. Uh, what about you, Ben? Yeah, so um, I have the Magic as well at, at the 7th seed. I'm going 4-4 four and four in seeding games, finishing with a final record of 34-39. and 39. So we can move on here to uh, our 6 seeds in the East. Um, I will start things off. I have my 6th seed being the Indiana Pacers at uh, going 4-4 four and four in their seeding games, finishing with a final record of... 43 and 30. Now the the Pacers are one of the most up in the air teams, at least at the moment. Um, as we talked about in our previous segment um, and other sports news, Demontis Sabonis um, has left the Orlando bubble with um, a foot injury. Uh, not sure what his status is for this season. Victor Oladipo, we still don't exactly know what his status will be. He had now, um, as we talked about in the previous segment that he wasn't playing, but he has been playing in those scrimmages. So it will, um, it will, we will see what ends up happening there. Um, so yeah, these Pacers are my. Oh uh, yeah, I agree. Um, with you, Ben. I think the Pacers go four and four, even with what is is a depleted yet still talented roster. I think Oladipo plays, Brogdon plays, Miles Turner plays. They all play good, have good team chemistry. Go four and four. Um, and get the six seed at 43 and 30. Yep, I agree with both you guys. Um, four and four for the Pacers. Um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, we will move on here to our five seed where I have, um, well, actually, uh, I have Brandon, Miami. You can start us he off this time. Who do you have in your five four seed? Four and four and. Finishing with a final record of forty-five and twenty-eight, um, I think um, the Heat, Duncan Robinson. I mean, he's a great shooter. Tyler Hero, Jimmy. Um, they just have uh, they have a very solid team. I think they're very good, and they can definitely win <laughs> one, if not two, 
playoff series, maybe even make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, yeah, I actually agree. With the Heat being the five seed, um, I have them going um, a somewhat disappointing three and five, uh, finishing 44 and 29. But as you'll see later, I have them making a bit of a run in the playoffs. Um, what about you, Ben? Um, so I actually have the Sixers here um, as my um, five seed. I have them going five and three in my seeding game, finishing a uh, final record of 40-29. Um, so, yeah, the Sixers are my five seed. We will just keep moving along here. Um, at the four seed, I have the aforementioned Heat. I have them going five and three in their seeding games as well, going uh, with a final record of so I've got the Sixers. What about Some you guys say it's biased. I got them going seven and one, but I do think that um moving Ben to the power four was a good idea. I think Ben will start shooting more now, and um if he shoots, that will open things up for Embiid and um other guys to get open shots. I mean, in the scrimmages, he's had like nine assists in both games, and. I think he's been playing great in those yeah. scrimmages. I think they can make a deep run. Yeah, in the I um, totally agree. Now, I think as we've seen, Ben Simmons, um, Ben, Ben, um, it went to a a sports psychologist, whatever that may be, um, to help him develop what um maybe will be a three point shot. I mean, he hit one in the Grizzly scrimmage um last Friday, uh. I think Ben is definitely not the centerpiece, but but is the biggest thing um, if we want to have or the dif- biggest difference between success and, and no success if we want to make a big playoff run. I mean, obviously, JoJo as well. Um, anyway, thank you. Yeah, um, yeah, Dale. Um, one one more thing with um Ben though. I I'm not saying he's gonna like start being Steph Curry and just like shooting all over. I'm just saying he takes like one, two, or like even three threes a game. It'll just open the floor up a lot for the rest of the Sixers. Yeah, especially take them. Um, anyway, I think the Sixers yeah. have a talented roster. We're just going to need the right, um, the right, pl- the, the right, um, performances basically by each player to make it work. Um, obviously Al Horford coming off the bench, I think is probably a better idea. Although I do not love Shake Milton, who is the new starting point guard. I like uh, the idea of Bennett power forward. So yeah, we can move on uh, to our three seeds. Um, who do you guys have as three seed? Yeah, I will start things off here um, as at my three seed, I have the Toronto Raptors. I have them going um, not a, a too great um, in seeding games, only going three and five, finishing with a final uh, record yeah, for me, of I have, 49 uh, and three seed being uh, the Boston Celtics. Now, it's not like I have the Celtics being bad and the Raptors being good. I actually have the Celtics um, being better than the Raptors, but just not good enough. Um, I have them going seven and one. Um, which means uh, the Raptors are still doing very well. Um, that would put them at a 50 and 22. And as you guys will see, I have the Celtics making a pretty big run um, in the NBA playoffs led by uh, centerpiece Jaden T- Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker. I've got the Celtics as my three seed. Two, going five and three. I'm finishing at 48 and 24.
Um, yeah, so we can move on here to our two seeds. Um, I have the Celtics going six and two in their seeding games, finishing with uh, or tying their final record with the Raptors at um, 49 and 23. Um, the Celtics and the Raptors actually do play each other um, in head to head matchups in their seeding games. Um, so I have the Celtics beating the Raptors in one of those head to head games. Um, so uh, yeah, for me, I have the two seed being the, the Toronto Raptors. Um, I think the Raptors do a, a good six and two. I think they actually hand their lone loss, uh, or they hand the Celtics the loss, basically a stat. And so, two seed. I think the Raptors obviously surprised everyone, uh, led by Pascal Siakam and Kyle Lowry, and then who? who I, I wouldn't bet on it, but it's possible that um, led by coach who might be the best coach in the league and Nick Nurse. Um, anyway, uh, for me, we can move. Um, uh, Brandon, uh, who do you have as the two seed? The Toronto Raptors. Yeah, I've got the Raptors, but I have them going three and five. That's only because of their schedule, though. I mean, they don't have many. Um, e- e- so let's call it easy games in their schedule. I mean, I'm looking at it. Orlando and I guess we'll say Memphis are the only teams that I would say they have um over a 75% chance at getting the win. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. You, you look at the schedule, I'll just read it off to you. Lakers first game, Heat second game, um, Magic um, that third game. I think that's probably a gimme win. <laughs> Uh, then the Celtics, um, that fourth game, fifth game, Memphis, another probably uh, gimme game, sixth game, Bucks, seventh game, Sixers, eighth game, Nuggets. Um, I, I think you basically can only not not guarantee, but um, you know, just about give them that win in two of those games against the Magic's and the Grizzly. Um, just about everything. I think. Okay. You know, um, they don't have easy games, game. but we do. That the Raptors went for uh. Did very well, um, and we're second in the Eastern Conference, but like a top five team in the league at worst. I mean, especially in terms of hot. I said the Thunder were the hottest team in the league. Raptors might be a close second, um, as they were very hot. They went on fifteen game wins, um, not long, um, not long when the season ended. But yeah, I think these Raptors are very capable of doing big things in the end bubble. And so that makes all of our one seeds, um, the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, the Bucks were the best team in the league season. Um, Giannis uh, is going to be good now. One thing that kind of that I'm not too worried about the Bucks fan, um, that Chris Middleton did not have anywhere to play and did not get too much practice in this quarantine. Um, they still have a bunch of other pieces. Um, I think the Bucks have a bunch of three and D pieces, such as Eric Bledsoe. Wesley Matthews, um, a bunch of guys. I think the Bucks are still huge contenders. I have them going five and three and fifty-eight and fourteen. Yeah, I have them going six and two, uh, finishing um, at I've got fifty-nine and fourteen. Brandon, what about being you? The only sixty-one team in the NBA this year, going sixty and thirteen. But one question I do have, though, is is Will Eric Bledsoe show up for the playoffs? I mean, I don't. I wouldn't say it's a huge deal, but um, Eric Bledsoe is a key piece of that team. Yeah, I agree. 
Um, so yeah, that wraps up the seeding portion. Um, so we are going to do an award, all of our award predictions, and then we are going to cut it and basically do a second part as we, um, as you guys may know, on the app anchor, you have an hour limit, um, for a segment, uh, anyway, though, we are going to piece them together and, uh, you will see part two after our award predictions. Uh, but yeah, let's start with our award predictions. We will start with the MVP of the league. Yeah, I'll start things off here. Um, I have the MVP this year um, being Giannis Ajibakumpo. Um, as we mentioned earlier, um, the MVP award um, often just goes to who, whichever player has been best, uh, has been the the best that season. Um, even though maybe Giannis, or Giannis has definitely been up there in in value to his team, but I think there will certainly other guys who um who are potentially more valuable to their team, such as Chris Paul, plenty of others. Um, so yeah. Um. But anyway, my yeah, prediction I have, for um, the MVP I award is I have uh, Giannis too. Um, wait, Dill, I do. I think we may all have the same um awards. Should we just go down and I discuss have, them? Together? I think I have a few different from you too. I'm pretty sure you guys all have um the same. I have two. I just looked at it. I have two different. Uh, you guys all have the same awards. But anyway, um, for me, I have the MVP being Giannis now. I I say, tell you with a straight face that LeBron James deserves the MVP, without a doubt. But he won't win it. He won't win it. Uh, was, yeah, I completely agree with you on that. Giannis is probably the best in terms of stats, if not uh, definitely up there um, on the best team in the league. But but LeBron deserves it. I yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Okay, uh, we can move on to the Rookie of the Year, where I assume we all have the same as, as it has been basically decided, especially with the now um, new rule that it would just be based off of season yeah. was suspended. I think if it wasn't, and we saw Zion Williamson had a huge um, eight play on ga- playing games, leading the Pelicans to the playoffs, and he could definitely be more of a contender, but um, I do not have him doing that, and it is based until um, March 11th, so I think the Rookie of the Year will go to one of my favorite players in the NBA, John Moran. Yeah, Zion just didn't play enough. Yeah, Zion uh, is the best rookie. I'm 100% sure. And and in terms of um, the future, I'm still not sure. But I think um, I'm pretty sure Zion is better than Ja, at least when he played the season. But Ja played a lot more, so I'll give it to Ja. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So, um, we I obviously have um, Jaw as well. We can move on here to uh, the coach of the year. Um, I, uh, me uh, and yeah, Brandon both a have a different one now. Nick, Nick Nurse, Nurse, like I already said, I think is the best coach in the league. Um, he led the Raptors to the chair. I mean, Kawhi basically did, but but he helped the Raptors win the championship last year, and they are great again this year with a less talented roster. That being said, I think the coach of the year uh, usually and and unless there's a standout. 
best team in the league. Um, goes to a, a coach whose team improved a lot. And I think this one, or not improved, but exceeded expectations. And I think this one is clear. Although Nick Nurse and the Raptors have done so, I think even more um, has been a Billy Donovan and Thunder. Now, whether that is because of Chris Paul or, or Shea Gillis Alexander, yes, it might be. But I think Billy Donovan has been a huge driving force as well, um, winning his first coach of the year. Yeah, but... Chris Paul could definitely be a main part of that because some people say that he's like he's like a coach out there when he's on the yeah, floor. Um, coach. yeah. But, and um, a ref as well. Getting um, I think it was Jordan Bell uh, not being able to um, shoot a free throw or technical foul free throw because um, his shirt wasn't tucked in. That was earlier in the year. But anyway, uh, we can I, can I explain um Nick Nurse? Yeah, before? sure. So um. I think he's done a phenomenal job with the Raptors this year. I mean, they don't have, like, a superstar. Um, I don't think Pascal is that yet. Um, he just – he's led them to the two seed in the East so far. Uh, he's done a great job. Yeah, I think he is um, – although last year you could definitely give Kawhi the, the lead on the Raptors, I think this year maybe turns to Nick Nurse as uh, – yeah, that is true though. But last year doesn't have anything. It doesn't have anything to do with like if he becomes a coach of the year. This if he could, if he is the coach of the year this yeah, year. Yeah, no, I I am fully aware. I'm just uh saying that the thing with Nick Nurse is that he's proved that he's a uh, championship coach. Um, I, maybe it's not necessarily right to give it to him. But anyway, um, we can move on to the sixth man of the year award. Um. I think we all have the same one for this. I have the winner being um, Clippers' sixth man. Uh, I mean, kind of co-sixth man, Montrezl Harrell. Yep, same with me. Yeah, um, same here. Um, Brandon, you can represent all us right, here um, with our most improved, improved players. Player Bam out of bio. You could say Brandon Ager or maybe Luka Doncic, but... I mean, Bam Adebayo has come from, like, not many people know him last year to an all-star this year. Yeah, I mean, I actually, I don't know if I said it ever on, 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 or I don't think the cameras were ever on, but um, I, I was big on Bam Adebayo coming in to this year. I thought he was going to have a good performance, maybe even being a candidate for most improved player, but, but from being a, a big piece on a playoff team and, and an all-star, I did not expect that. So uh, props to Bam, Bam Adebayo for having such a great um, improved year. Um, but, yeah, we can finish it off with the right. – well, Oh, my God. I just – I can't believe how I did this. When I was talking about the Heat, I didn't even mention Bam. Yeah, I, I didn't either. Um, but, anyway, we can move on to the defensive player of the year. You guys have the same guy. I have a different guy. Yeah, so um, I will give ours here. Uh, I we have it being Anthony Davis. Yeah, I, um, um, I think it's fair, but I know it, um, how I said um, LeBron deserves the MVP award, not Giannis. I do not think his co-star um, deserves the Defensive Player of the Year award. I think 
Giannis deserves the Defensive Player of the Year award. Um, I think Giannis is the best um, perimeter defender in the league, and uh, he has been a one of the bigger candidates all year, along with guys such as Anthony Davis, Rudy Gobert, and uh, kind of Ben Simmons. But yeah, I think that wraps up part one. I mean, it'll be a lot longer than part two, but yeah, we can move on to part two uh, now. All right, what's up, guys? We are back after our very quick break. Um, so we are here to give you guys our full playoff predictions. We are going to start in the West with the one-seeded, uh, with the one versus eight-seed matchup, and then we will just go through. We will finish up the West, then we will do the East, then we will um, do our finals prediction. So I will kick things off here. Um, in the West, I have a one-seeded Lakers versus the eight-seeded Blazers matchup. I have the Lakers winning this one four games to one. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I have the Lakers matching up <clears throat> with the now technically the nine-seeded uh, Kings, and I have the Lakers winning the series um, easily in five games. <clears throat> I've got the one seed Lakers up against the eight seed Pelicans, and um the Lakers winning the series four two. But if the Pelicans get hot and they go on a run, um I I have them going six and two right now. But if they go let's just say seven and one or even eight and zero, oh, I think they potentially could upset the Lakers. But I do not think that's gonna happen. I could probably say the same for um. For the Blazers, I think, you know, um, I think if the Blazers get hot, Dame starts playing very good basketball, uh, then I think they could maybe make it more of a series. I don't quite see a scenario um, unless something drastically changes with the with the Lakers. Um, I don't necessarily see a scenario where the Lakers get upset, but I certainly think this is a series that maybe could go to six games. I don't think it, but maybe even seven. Um, but I think, regardless, the Lakers come out on top. So we can move on here to our two seven matches matchups. Uh, yeah. So for the two seven matchup, I have um the Los Angeles Clippers versus the Dallas. Like I said a little bit over a month ago, I had the Mavericks winning the series in seven. Um, instead, I have the Clippers now winning the series in seven, advancing to the next round. I think this is going to be a very good. Series, um, and I think in in the Clippers just have a bit star power to get upset by the young Mavericks. Yeah, um, I have um, a Clippers Mavericks here too. I have the Clippers winning this one in five. I've got the Clippers Jazz, and I've got the Clippers sweeping them and winning four out. Again, not very high on the Jazz. Yeah, I actually have um, the Clippers. Um, Moving on. So we all have the Clippers and the Lakers moving on to the second round. I mean, I would not find that too surprising. Uh, it would take either a big upset or just um not the best day for one of those teams to get upset in the first round. Um, but, yeah, we can move on to the three versus six matchup where I have the Rockets and the Jazz meeting up. What about you guys? Yeah, I have the Nuggets and the Jazz here <laughs> meeting up. Um, Brandon, what about you? 
I've got the Rockets and the Thunder meeting up here. So, yeah, I'll start with mine. I have the Rockets and the Jazz playing. I think this is going to be another seven-game series very close. Um, And I think the Rockets just lack of team chemistry, even though the Jazz don't necessarily have it either. I think a potential matchup disadvantage with Rudy Gobert and then anyone in the Rockets starting lineup will propel the Jazz to a seven-game series win. Yeah, um, I have the Nuggets versus the Jazz here. I have the Nuggets winning this one um, four games, too. I've got the Rockets beating the Thunder um, in six games. Okay, so now we can move on to the final first-round series in the Western Conference. Um, I have the Nuggets and the Thunder playing. <clears throat> yeah, I have the Rockets and the Thunder here. And I've got the four-seeded Nuggets versus the five-seeded Mavs. Okay, so for me, I have... Uh, hot streak continuing with the Thunder upsetting the Nuggets. Um, Chris Paul makes it out of the first round. Uh, maybe he can uh, even go to the conference finals if they somehow beat the Lakers. Um, but yeah, I think they win the series um, uh, not fairly easily, but somewhat easily in six games, uh, sending the Nuggets packing uh, in the second round for the second straight year. <clears throat> Yeah, I've got uh, Rockets Thunder here. Um, I have the four-seeded Rockets beating the five-seeded Thunder here um, in seven games um, to send the or to end the Thunder's um, kind of not necessarily magical but surprise season. I have the Mavs beating the Nuggets in seven games. I. When I say I just changed it, I literally just changed my prediction like 10 seconds ago. I was thinking about the matchups, and the Mavs actually match up very well against the Nuggets. I'm Luca on um, Luca can um, I don't really see the Nuggets having anyone that's going to be able to stop Luca, and then Chris Stops can um, match up with um, Bull, um, Bull, Bull, Jokic. I mean. I guess one of them won't have, really have anyone to match up against them, but I think Luca's Luca will be able to carry the Mavs throughout through the series. Yeah, one thing I struggle with um, that I thought about more with the Mavs uh, when the Mavs were at their peak, um, it was kind of before the Dwight Powell injury. Now you might think Dwight Powell is not the most important piece, but I mean. He was very good at running the pick and roll with Luca, and now they don't necessarily have a guy for it. I mean, Porzingis probably could do it, and so could um, Maxi Kleber, but uh, I think that has definitely made the Mavs a bit worse now that Luca does not have a great pick and roll partner. But yeah, I still think it's very realistic for the Mavs um, to move on. And yeah, now we can move on to the first round of the Eastern Conference. <clears throat> yeah, um, so in the first round, of the East, um, we will start with the one-eight series. I have the one-seeded Bucks versus the eight-seeded Nets. I think the Bucks take this one, um, and it isn't even a question. Um, winning four games to none. No, I think the Bucks beat the Nets um, in a easy series as well. Um, four games to none. Uh, the Nets are not talented enough um, to win any games on the Bucks. <clears throat> and, yeah, I have the Bucks versus Magic. Bucks beating them 4 All right, so we can move on here to the 2-7 matchup. Brandon, start us off here. 
I've got the Toronto Raptors facing off against the Brooklyn Nets. Um, and I've got the Raptors being them four, four, four games to one. Uh, yeah, once again, I have um, the Toronto Raptors and the Orlando Magic, uh, just like last year, meeting up in round one. But instead um, it, instead of the Kawhi-led Raptors, it's more of a, a Lowry and Siakam-led Raptors that beat the Magic in five once again. Yeah, um, here at the 2-7 matchup, I have the two-seeded Celtics versus the seven-seeded Magic. I think the Celtics take this one four games to just one for the Magic, even though the Magic yeah. are technically playing in their home, I guess, even though it doesn't really have an effect because there are no fans. Dylan, you said you had the um, Raptors Magic once again, I, if I'm remembering correctly. I think the Magic actually won game one of that yeah, series did. on a game-winning shot by, like, I think it was DJ August. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember last Yeah, and, and I think in I think it was game three, the Orlando or Orlando was uh leading until the end where Kawhi and the Raptors made a comeback. So the uh the Magic challenged the Raptors last year with Kawhi. Why couldn't they do it again if the Raptors do not have Kawhi? Um I think the Magic um have one of the slightest chances, but but maybe a, a chance to upset one of the Raptors or the Celtics in the first round, unlike the Nets. Anyway, we can move on to our 3-6 series. Yeah, um, at the 3-6 here, I have the three-seeded Raptors versus the six-seeded Pacers. I think the Raptors take this one um, easily um, sweeping four games to zero. Yeah, I have um, the Celtics versus the Pacers. I think the Celtics won. Uh, or the Pacers challenged the Celtics more than last year as the Celtics swept last year. But I think they still went kind of easily. I have the three-seeded Celtics versus the six-seeded Pacers. And I had the I originally had the Celtics winning 4-2. Now I have them winning 4-1 after um, – the injury um, of DeMontis Sabonis, um, I don't think he'll be able to come back for the playoffs. Yes, we can move on here to our last first-round matchup in the East, and that would be the 4-5 matchup. Here I've got versus, or the four-seeded Heat versus the five-seeded Sixers. Um, I've got the Sixers winning this one four games to two. Yeah, I have the same thing, just with the seed switch. Instead, I have the Heat up, somewhat upsetting um, the Sixers 4-3. I, I don't love – I think if there's one team the Sixers have to be scared of playing in the Eastern Conference, it is the Heat as they dominated them in the regular season, but not just because of that. I just I just think the Sixers do not necessarily have the guy to um, – to, clutch up in the playoffs. Uh, last year was Jimmy Butler, and now Jimmy Butler will be on the opposing teams, um, on the opposing team bench. Uh, also, guys like Bam Adebayo, uh, Kendrick Nunn, uh, Duncan Robinson, other guys, I think the Heat win this game in a tight seven-game series. Um, I've got, I've got um, um, the four-seed Sixers against the five-seed Heat, too. And I have the Sixers edging out a four-three series win, but um, I'm looking forward to seeing um Ben Simmons match up with Ben Adebayo in this series. Um, I think it will be fun to watch. 
Yeah, right. So we can move on here to the second round of um of the West. Uh, we will come back to the East in just a couple of minutes here. Um, but we can start things off um in the Western Conference semifinals, where I have uh, the one seed, the Lakers, the four seed, the Rockets. The Lakers have been rather easily four two. Uh, yeah, I have um, the Lakers versus <clears throat> the Thunder, but the Lakers taking this one easily as well, um, four to one. And then I have the Lakers uh, matching up against the five seeded Mavs, and the Lakers um, taking the series with a four two. Victor. Yes, we all have the Lakers advancing to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, we can move on here to the other um, Western Conference semifinal matchup where I have the two-seeded Clippers versus the three-seeded Nuggets. Um, and I've got the Clippers here winning 4-2, uh, to two, creating an all-LA Western Conference Final. Yeah, I have the Clippers sweeping the Jazz, um, as Brandon had them doing in the first round. Um, yeah, I think the Clippers were in the series easily, um, making an all-LA uh, Western Conference Finals. <clears throat> yep, and I've got the Clippers facing off against the Rockets. Um, Clippers winning this series easily, 4-1. to one. Yeah, so um, we all have uh, Lakers Clippers um, in our Western Conference Finals matchups. You guys will see who we have winning those matchups in just a second. But first, um, we will swing it back over to the Eastern Conference, um, and I will start things off in the Eastern Conference semifinals. I've got the one-seeded Bucks versus the five-seeded Sixers. I think the Bucks take this one for uh, in seven winning four games to three. Uh, yeah, I think that makes a bunch of sense um, for the Bucs to beat the uh, Sixers. Um, but yeah, I have uh, teams and different results. I have the Bucs matching up with the Heat, and surprisingly, I have the Heat actually somewhat kind of not dominating, but uh, beating the Bucks in a six-game series, sending the Miami, the surprise Miami Heat, uh, to the conference finals. <clears throat> yeah, and I've got the um, one-seeded Bucks versus the four-seeded Sixers. Bucks winning in seven, uh, but um, I think the Sixers could potentially win the series um, with their new lineup. Um, and um, I think if Ben starts shooting a little more. Um, then he can open things up for himself, his teammates, like I said, and um, possibly matching up well against Giannis in this series. All right, yes, yeah, so we will move on here to our other Eastern Conference semifinal matchup. Uh, Brandon, you can start it off here. Um, so I have the two-seeded Raptors against the three-seeded Celtics, and, I've ha- and I have the Celtics taking this one four games to two. Yeah, I have yeah. the same thing here, just with the, uh, just with the seeds flipped. I have the two seeded Celtics versus the three seeded Raptors. Celtics take this one for me in six. Yeah, I actually have um, the the same seeds as Brandon, but I have the Celtics winning in seven. So I have a Celtics Heat and a Lakers Clippers conference finals. You guys both have Bucks Celtics and Lakers Clippers. But yeah, let's get into the conference finals. Yes, yeah, so we will start with the West. 
Um, Dylan, you can start it off. Who do you have advancing in in our? So I, I've been I've been Lakers basically all year. Um, once we saw the Clippers struggling with injuries, I really uh headed towards the Lakers being the favorite in the West. But um, the more I think about it, <clears throat> these teams uh could both have depleted benches. Um, <clears throat> and I think it just comes down to uh who of their stars really because they are not. The, the Clippers are a deep team, but with these guys potentially sitting out, being suspended, not having or having the coronavirus, I think they're both not exactly going to be deep in these playoffs, and it's going to turn come down to their stars. And I think um, Kawhi and Paul George, who have looked good in um, scrimmages, will outlast the uh, LeBron and AD-led Lakers in a close seven-game series. Yeah, I've got um, the Lakers taking this one um, also in seven games. Brandon, what about you? I've got the Clippers taking this in seven games. Um, My reason for that is I just think it comes down to the backcourts in this series, and I think the Clippers have a better backcourt than the Lakers since the Lakers are missing Bradley and Ronda. Yeah, so um, I think the Williams will come back fine. Yeah. All right, so um, I've got the Lakers in the finals. Both of you guys have the Clippers. Let's see who we all have those teams facing against. Um, we will move on here to the Western Conference Finals, where, Dylan, you can start us off. Yeah, I think the Celtics Heat play in a, in a somewhat close series, but I think the Celtics are just a lot more talented. And uh, Brad Stevens uh, and the Celtics advance to uh, – their first finals since 2010, where the big three uh, made it. <clears throat> yeah, um, I actually have the Celtics here advancing as well. I've got the one-seeded Bucks versus the two-seeded Celtics, with the Celtics beating the Bucks in seven games, giving us an all-time classic Lakers versus Celtics finals. And I've got the one-seeded Bucks um, beating the three-seeded Celtics. Four to two in this series. Um, what would it be with this? If the Celtics win, would this be the second or third year in a row that the Celtics have beaten the Bucks in the playoffs? Um, we know they lost last year and won the year before. So the wait, who won last year? The Celtics. No, the Bucks, Bucks. I think won in five or six games. So it'd be the second time in three years. Oh yeah, you're right about that. Cause uh, yeah, you are right about that. But I do think the Bucks will come out on top in this series. All right, yeah. So um, I've got a classic Lakers-Celtics finals here. As we can move on to the finals here, I think the Lakers take this one in six games. I think the Lakers win the first game. Celtics take the second one. Lakers win um, games three and four. Celtics then win game five. And then uh, the Lakers close it out in game six. Well, I just thought about it. Um, uh, if the Lakers win this championship, they now tie the Celtics for the most rings in NBA history. Um, I don't think the Lakers will do it this year. because the Celtics distance themselves too ahead? Um, we will see for me. But, Brandon, would you like to go first? Sure. I have Clippers box finals, and then I think the Clippers will win this series pretty easily, edging out a 4 1 victory. And, um, here, Dale, you go first, but I, I want to talk a little more about the Clippers after that. Yeah, so I have the Clippers, I have the Celtics. Um, we'll have the same prediction as Brandon. Um, 
the Clippers, the Celtics have been um, one of the more successful teams in NBA history, either one or two, with the Lakers and uh, the Clippers. Might but I've actually I've got the Clippers Bucks. Yeah, I know. I'm just talking about mine. Uh, the Clippers have been one of the least successful, having absolutely locked. But can the Clippers change their fortune and grab their first ever NBA championship? No. They're the Clippers. They will never win a championship. Um, I mean, they probably will at some point, but I think the Celtics grab ring number 18, um, edging them out. So I think in game uh, one, the Clippers win, and then in game two, the Celtics um, The Clippers get game three, the Celtics are out four. Finally, the Celtics get game five, but the Clippers light up in game six. And then in game number seven, the Celtics do it in a very close uh, seven-game series, our first seven-game series since 2016. Uh, now, Brandon, you can c- continue to talk about the Clippers. All right, so I think they're going to win because, I mean, they have two guys off the bench that are candidates for sixth man of the year. Um, Montrezl Harrow, who I think will win it, is averaging 18.6 points per game. Lou Williams, 18.7. And then Kawhi and Paul George, which are both um, – Kawhi is the top five player in the league. And Paul George, I'd say, is top 20 player in the league. Kawhi's averaging just under 27 points a game. And Paul George is averaging, I think, 21 points per game. I mean, I don't see, I guess, LeBron and AD. I don't, I guess LeBron and AD can match up with them, but I don't see um, anyone off the bench um, or even in, their, in the Lakers starting lineup being able to match up with. Montrez Harrow or Lou Williams. Yeah, so we have all three different champions um, now uh, to share finals MVP for each of those champions. Uh, ben, you could start us off. Yeah, so um, I actually have Anthony Davis winning finals MVP. I think if the Lakers end up winning it, I think it's uh, got to be either LeBron or Anthony Davis. I just think Anthony Davis outplays LeBron in this series and wins finals MVP. Dude, that I if the Lakers are to win the finals does not happen because I'm a big LeBron guy and I just most LeBron haters basically every LeBron hater just finds a different way to put him down so even if he wins his championship doesn't get the finals MVP they'll be like oh he got carried by Anthony Davis so I kind of that does not happen um uh Brandon who do you have winning finals MVP I think if um the Lakers win the finals it will be LeBron as the MVP I I just I don't see AD winning it, but I guess it could happen. Yeah, I took um, My finals MVP, I have Kawhi um, for the second year in a row. It's either him or Paul George, I think. He'll be better than Paul George in this series. Yeah, I Well, it could be Lou Williams, too. We have seen um, someone off the bench win it before, and Andre Godala, but... Yeah, I think for me, it's it's probably more in jeopardy. I think, to be honest, for the Celtics, um, my problem with that, okay, um, the Celtics and the Clippers are playing. Kemba Walker does not have some tough men. I mean, Patrick Beverly is a great defender, but it's not matching up against a top three, five player in the league, Luke Kawhi. I think Tatum gets the job done, although I hate him and the Celtics a lot. Um, I think Jason Tatum grabs the finals MVP and the Celtics win ring number 18. Yeah. All right. So um, I think that will just about wrap up um, this episode. There is tons of content for you guys throughout this episode. 
Thank you so much, Brandon, for coming on. Uh, it was fun to have you. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, hope to be back on here at some point. Um, thanks for having me on. Yeah. All right. So uh, that wraps up this episode. Me and Dylan will be back on Wednesday to give you an update on the MLB. But yeah, that wraps this one up. Thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you guys next time.